The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. Are you working? What kind of work do you do? This is the Punt and Pass Podcast. Touchdown, baby! Now, here are your hosts, two-time All-American punter Drew Butler. Mark Rick would like Drew Butler to hit it a mile in the air. And he did and the SEC's career leader in touchdown passes and completions, Aaron Murray. Touchdown in stride as he crosses the goal line. Put it right on his hip. What a throw. Now with the latest from around the SEC and the world of college football, it's the Punt and Pass Podcast. Get to the house, sideline, pylon, touchdown, and the dogs are on the board first. Victory is mine. Yeah, surprisingly, I've been lame. Welcome into the Punt and Pass podcast. I'm your host, Drew Butler, gladly joined by my co-host once again, Aaron Murray. This is another episode of the Punt and Pass pandemic podcast, the Quarantine Chronicles. And guess what, Aaron? It feels like we have sports finally. That's right, the NFL draft first round tonight. Cannot wait. We're definitely going to talk about that. Some big news in the NFL as well. Dropping this past week, we're going to touch on that. And then what's going on with college football, hearing some rumblings. Are we going to have a season? When will it be? What will it look like? We will touch on that on this quick episode of the Quarantine Chronicles. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram, at Punt and Pass. I am at Drew Butler. Aaron is at Aaron Murray 11 Murray, we got the first round of the draft tonight. It's the virtual draft. I'm pretty upset about it. Yes, I'm glad we finally have something. I read an article this morning by Dan Wetzel on Yahoo Sports about what this weekend was supposed to be in Las Vegas, a, a celebration of the NFL coming to Las Vegas with the Raiders. It was going to be a grand scheme of just immaculate receptions. I wish it would have happened. Of course it's not. We're going to have to settle on the virtual draft tonight. Whatever. We'll talk about that in a minute. I want to know your thoughts on your hometown professional team, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. A lot of my former coaches from the Arizona Cardinals, Bruce Arians and the like, they acquired not only Tom Brady, they got Rob Gronkowski this past week. Thoughts, questions, concerns? I need your feedback. Quarterbacks love tight ends. Tell me your thoughts. Absolutely no concerns at all. I mean, you're getting Tom Brady. I mean, the biggest concern and, and – kind of when this whole thing was going down, will Tom go to Tampa? Will Tom go to Tennessee? Will Tom go to San Diego? And that's kind of when this whole virus thing started going. And then the uncertainty of, is there going to be an OTAs? Will these guys have an opportunity to go in there and work for kind of right now for the next two months uh, before they take one month off. And then obviously preseason gets going. So I was like, I, I don't know if Tom's going to leave for the fact that he's not going to get to work with his new receivers. I mean, you saw the other day, he's at a park in Tampa, yeah. public park. He gets booted out. That's then he funny. tries to go in. I don't know if you saw this too. He, he accidentally went into the wrong house. He thought he was going into Byron Bri- <laughs> yeah. house. Dude's like, who, what the hell is Tom Brady doing in my house? And uh, he's just all over the place in Tampa, just trying to find a way to work. And that's the issue right now. There's, you can't go work with his receivers and his tight end. So that's why I thought originally he would say new England, but you know, I I'm, I'm loving, I told my dad, as soon as Tom decided, I was like, you better go buy some tickets. Cause those things are going to skyrocket oh real God. fast. 
if there is a season one and two fans are allowed in the stands. So it's, it's really good for him to get Gronkowski there. I know they didn't play together last year, but they know each other's timing. They understand where he needs to be. Gronkowski understands what Tom looking for on certain routes for certain coverages. So that's one person he doesn't have to work with during this time where they're missing out on so many reps. So it's going to be once things get cleared, hopefully in August, you know, Godwin, Evans, Tom yeah. getting on the same page, but at least, you know, you got a tight end and Gronkowski. I just hope that, uh, I hope he controls himself. You know, he, he's, he's a wild man for sure. Tampa's a lot of fun. Tampa right is fun. Beach. I do know that Raymond James is right next to two very, very popular, uh, places for gentlemen establishments. Yes. <laughs> I guess you would say it's the right word. So hopefully Greg we had some fun down there during the Outback Bowl. I we do did. remember that week. And, uh, yes. Murray, you were a great host, a gracious host. I was the best. Bobo, Bobo was pissed Tampa. at me the entire time. <laughs> Every day, Bobo was like, Aaron, you know, we're here to play a game. You need to stop being the host, taking yeah, everyone was... around. I'm like, coach, I got to make the offensive lineman happy. You know, I know what they want. They know what they want. And, uh, hopefully they play, play better for me. Tampa, it's certainly known for, uh, what Aaron is just talking about. I remember specifically from that week at the Outback Bowl, I forget where we practiced university of Tampa. Is that Tampa. correct? Yep. yep. And, UT. um, I just remember the pre-practice warm-up lines were just hilarious, recapping the night before what had happened, who made the funniest. I mean, it just all-time memories. Those are the best moments of college football for sure. I hear what you're saying, though. I hear what you're saying about Brady getting his guy, not somebody who he has to have to work on, getting the timing down. These dudes know each other. But I just have a couple of questions, okay? Everybody is crowning the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and for good reason. Obviously, they have revamped. They got Brady. Bruce Arians is an offensive guru. Things are going to change. If you look at the weapons around Tom Brady, it's pretty phenomenal. Certainly, I would think the best that he has ever had, and he's 43 years old. He's been in the league for a long time, won a shit ton of games. Here's my question, though. First point, Tom Brady is 43 years old, okay? Durability has to come into play. At some point, I've talked about how he's going to fit into Bruce Arians, throw it deep, go for it type offense, sitting in the pocket, having to take shots. Let's go to Rob Gronkowski. Yes, a huge pick. He's been off for 18 months. He has not played an NFL game in 18 months. He's had broken back. He's had knees. He's had wrists. This dude is injury prone. So is this as big of a talent acquisition as some people would think? I'm not so sure. You have a 43-year-old quarterback. You have a tight end, yes, who will be a Hall of Famer, who has not played in 18 months, who does get injured a lot. I just don't see this as a crowning moment. And unlike the NBA, maybe even unlike Major League Baseball, I'm trying to think of some other sports examples, when's the last time an NFL team has created a so-called super team and won a championship? It's tough to think of because the NFL does have so much parity. Here's one thing. It's clear that Rob Gronkowski did not want to play for Bill Belichick. I don't know about Tom Brady. He said publicly it wasn't about that. Tom Brady said, I wanted something new. I did all I could in New England. It was time to go. Gronk retired, came out of retirement to play for Tom Brady, to play for Bruce Arians. And you and I both know this because, I mean, obviously you were with Bruce a lot longer than I was, but the schedule is so player-friendly when it comes to how much time you spend in the facility. And you go to to New England – and what they do up there, I mean, obviously Tom's going to continue to do what Tom needs to do to be the best or one of the best quarterbacks in the league, even as his age. He's going to grind away. He's going to be the first one in the building. 
out of the building. But as a team, New England shows up seven, eight o'clock in the morning. They're there till five, six o'clock at night. 100%. And that's just the core players. That's not Tom getting there at six o'clock, five thirty, and staying till six, seven o'clock at night. Bruce, for my short time there, and, and you can elaborate on this more because you were there for for a couple more years. You show up at like eight o'clock, mm-hmm. and you're done by two o'clock. And the majority of the players are out of the building by two thirty. You get lunch, and you're off to go spend time with your family. It's a lot more lax. It's a lot more player friendly. You come in, you do your work, get it done. You're a professional. I trust that you're going to get your job done. If you need to stay longer and meet, then you got to stay longer and meet. But I'm not going to force you to stay in the in the facility for 10, 12 hours, just twirling your thumb. And that's what they do in New England. And, and that's part of the reason why they win, but they're not they're not enjoying it. And how long can you actually last physically and mentally doing it? Obviously, Robin Kelsey said, no, Moss, I can't do this anymore. And I think the way, like I said, that Bruce runs the ship, no pun intended because of Tampa Bay, <laughs> nice. this fits Rob Kelsey and what he kind of likes to do both on and off the field a little bit better. I totally 100% agree with you. Yes, very player-driven, very results-driven, right? So he is a little bit more lax. He gives the players the ability to more so create their schedule, but you better get the results on the field. And most of the time, with people who are much more mature, that happens to work out well because you get your shit done, you have success on the field, you rinse and repeat. It's not like you're dealing with a lot of immature kids or college kids who don't know how to manage their own time. I have heard from my time in the league that New England is essentially like working in a prison. I mean, I've been there. I worked out for the Patriots, the facility is in the doldrums of Gillette Stadium. No windows, white brick walls. It's like you're in the penitentiary. You never see sunlight. It's football, 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 football. Obviously, things will be different. I would just say this. I think a couple of sports books in Vegas have already released their over-under win totals for Tampa Bay for every team in the NFL. Look at the under. If it's set around 11 wins, look at the under. I really do think that, again, going back to when is a super team in the NFL ever worked out, ever won championships, I don't know. And the NFC South going to be competitive this year. Falcons, Saints, Bucks, and Panthers, especially with the Panthers having Teddy Bridgewater. Falcons, if Todd Gurley can stay healthy. Saints are the Saints. It's going to be a lot of fun. Are we going to have football? Who knows? But thankfully tonight, Murray, we have something to look forward to. And that's the NFL draft. One more thing about Brady and Gronk. Edelman's got to be just pounding his head against brick walls. Those are his boys. They both jettisoned the Patriots. Now they're back together in Tampa Bay. And like you're talking about, Tampa Bay is a lot of fun. Yeah, Edelman would have had a lot of fun down there with him as well. Now he's just stuck with his you-know-what in his hand in New England all by himself. Who's going to be the quarterback? Who's going to be the quarterback? All those questions there. I I love all the the memes going around, especially like the SpongeBob one where, yes, you know, one of the characters is looking out the window and his two best friends are playing and he's just stuck (laughs) in the ship. I mean, that's, that is Edelman right now. I mean, those, you think of new England Patriots the past 10 years, you think of those three guys and then obviously Belichick as the coach, but it was those three guys as kind of the, the, the player figures and two of them are gone. And the third best friend is, is kind of stuck there saying, you know, who's going to be my quarterback. Is it going to be Hoyer? who has obviously been in New England is kind of bounced around since and is back who knows the system or is it Jared Stidham or do they draft someone this weekend? I think that's going to be interesting to see how much trust they have in those two guys. Did they see enough out of Stidham last season in practice and preseason? And you're going to kind of, kind of see what they, what their thoughts about him are. If they draft someone in the top two or three rounds, yep. they're not feeling too good about Stidham. If they somehow get a guy four five, six, 
then you're saying, hey, maybe they're going to give Stidham an opportunity or maybe Hoyer at the beginning of the season, Stidham come in, sprinkle him in, and see if he can eventually take over. Because, you know, I, I like Stidham. I like Stidham. Yeah, you've liked Auburn. him since day one. I, I, I've, I've really liked this quarterback. I thought he has great footwork. He's a great arm, great touch, great anticipation. I just thought the system that he was in in Auburn just did not fit him at all. I mean, that was not the system no. that he should have been in, that run-first RPO uh, zone read stuff. He's not the quarterback. He's a drop back. He can create with his legs outside the pocket, strong arm, not a rocket arm, but above average strength when it comes to that. So I'm interested to see what he can do this preseason and heading into the season and see if he can earn a job. Cause I think he could be a starter in the NFL. That's a great transition. Will the Patriots draft a quarterback? I think they certainly will draft one in this class. Murray, where's it going to be? How does that send the message to the situation heading in to 2020? You and I talked at length on Monday about Jake Fromm. where will he go? I know you talked to him on a cool little quarterback Zoom Georgia chat that aired on SEC Sirius XM Radio. Um, I want to know what you heard from Jake, and I want to read a couple of things to you right now. This is from Rusty Manziel from 24-7 Sports. Obviously, a lot of Georgia fans know who Rusty is, at Manziel247 on Twitter. He said this yesterday. A couple of teams I would watch with Jake Fromm would be the Saints and the Titans from people I have spoke with in the last 24 hours. You and I talked about the Titans on Monday. Obviously, they signed Tannehill to that massive contract. I highly doubt that they would waste a pick on a quarterback in the first round or the second round with that much money tied into the quarterback position. Saints, look, transition. I'll tell you, I've said Saints, man. I like the Saints. I like the Saints for him. And then I think, though— what you just said, the Patriots. What about no. the Pats? Talk to me. What did Jake say? I, I, so I, we didn't bring up necessarily the Pats, and he's, you know, he's he doesn't know. I mean, no one really knows where he's going to go. You didn't know either. I mean, I, I I spoke to Kansas City one time, and also I'm going to call from Kansas City like, holy smokes. Yep. You know, no idea. They weren't even in, you know, my top ten of teams I thought would pick me. So he, the one thing with New England and with Jake, the thing that, that doesn't fit for me and the reason why I don't think they're going to pick him is hand size. Okay. It gets cold as heck in New England come December and January. It is cold. And Jake has less than a nine inch hand. I mean, that ball is going to be tough to throw. I mean, look at Tom. Tom was defighting the ball for goodness sakes, <laughs> just to be able to grip it. How are you going to have a quarterback with less than nine inch hands trying to throw in that kind of weather going to Buffalo and playing in Buffalo when it's cold and windy hand size matters. That's why for Jake Fromm and his success, I'm hoping he goes somewhere like Atlanta. I'm hoping he goes somewhere like the Saints. Sit and learn, play indoors, play in warm weather, control the elements, and he doesn't have to worry about it. Because I'm telling you, I measured at nine and a quarter, and I had to play in Kansas City. When it came to you know pregame warm-ups in December and January, it was tough as hell to grip that football yeah. and try to throw yeah. it. And my, I, got, I have a little bit bigger hand than Jake Fromm does. So that's the issue that I think he faces with teams looking at him who play one outdoors and two anywhere north of Tennessee. I just don't see it happening. Wow. All right. Well, I think it's going to be really interesting to see where he goes. Again, I maintain that somebody might grab him at the end of the first round, early in the second round, all because of what happened and the circumstances that they had to deal with with this pre-draft process no private workouts no pro day lots of zoom meetings obviously jake is very intelligent he knows the right things to say he can wow personnel coaches the guys who are making the decisions to say holy shit if he has improved this much and impressed this much in these zoom meetings then maybe we aren't the only ones who think we might need to move up 
to get him. I think that that might be the situation. Again, I do think three dogs go in the first round tonight. Where will DeAndre Swift go? Andrew Thomas, will he be top 10, top 12? And Isaiah Wilson, again, I keep seeing a lot of mock drafts that have him at the end of the first round. So going to be a great night for SEC football. Again, I'm bummed we're going to have to watch it virtually. I'm very interested to see how it's going to happen, though. Are there going to be glitches? Yes. 68 players got sent cameras and they will be live streaming. Will they get hacked? Probably. I mean, well, listen, listen, here's something funny. Yeah. So I was doing interviews last night um, for NFL Network and and for Sirius, and they were kind of testing out the technology during these interviews. They'd have a bunch of us on during a three hour show, and they actually had to cancel my video because they've had so many issues already Did and they just had really? to do they, they just had to do a voice call so you know that was uh that was last night at about nine o'clock so i'm hoping that they fix some glitches and and got it set up i mean there's a lot going on i mean that espn studio right now all the correspondents making sure all the right camera angles are set up making sure the audio is set up there will be I mean, we should do an over-under. How many over-under five glitches in the first hour? I was just trying to pull it up. There has to be something. Yeah, I'm pulling up the sports book right now, trying to see what kind of props they have for the NFL draft tonight because there's kind of some some off-kilter props like the glitches, like, you know, will something happen during the draft for whatever reason it's not pulling up right now. Um, but yeah, yeah some players going to uh, start talking and he goes completely, you know, mute and you can't hear anything he's saying and, or a draft comes up and – with the third, with the twenty fifth selection, both so and so selects, and just everything goes quiet. It's so there, be great. there will be issues, but I mean, at the end of the day, you you have to be appreciative of of them at least trying. You know, them making it happen, allowing us to kind of get away from all this craziness going on in the world, and kind of relax for the night and and watch a little bit of NFL draft. As most likely, Sharon's going to be reading her pregnancy book. So. <laughs> Probably so. Tell me this, the one player who has gotten really the most notoriety for where he will go and maybe with the largest um, margin for error is Tua Tungavailoa, and I just pulled up his odds right here. The Dolphins are the favorite. Again, the Dolphins, I think, have the fifth Fifth? pick, and uh, they're minus 140 whether they move up to get Tua or get him at number five. So they're the favorite, and then the other – Past the Dolphins are the Chargers, the Jags, and the Patriots. So they're thinking it's either the Dolphins, the Chargers, or the Jaguars. Where do you think Tua Tungabailoa ends up? So I think Tua, if if I'm a if I'm a GM, I, I have him the third quarterback taken. I, I like Justin Herbert ahead of Tua. Yeah, you know he has the size, he has the arm strength, he has the playmaking ability. Uh, he's played a, a decent amount of football. He stayed healthy. You know the, the the injury question is is big. If you're going to invest that much in Tua. Can he make it through an entire season? He, he didn't prove it in, in college, and it, that, that worries me some. The talent's there. There's no doubt about it. He's an incredible quarterback, extremely accurate, tremendous playmaker, can make all the throws, do everything you want, intelligent, run a pro-style offense. He's played with great players that should help ease his transition when it comes to throwing to NFL tight ends and, and receivers as well. But can he stay healthy? So if, for that, I would take Justin second yep. and, and then two a third. So I, I, I mean, both of them will be most likely top 15 picks at the end of the day still. I tell you what, man, for whatever reason, I just really have a feeling that he is going to slide to like 18 to 20 range. I, I don't we're gonna know. The, yeah. We're going to get the Aaron Rodgers, uh, I, go back to two every 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 pick a, a, a team needs a quarterback, look at two and see what he's doing. Yeah, I really do think that, again, I go back to the lefty situation. There's not one left-handed quarterback in the NFL right now. 
okay? And then I go back to his durability. The guy's coming off a broke hip. I mean, come on, and it's not the only injury. The videos he had look good. While in college, the videos do look good, but who knows? Nobody has seen him in person for quite some time. I think that's all we need to talk about today, Murray. NFL draft. Everybody's fired up. We'll see how it goes. Again, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Punt and Pass. I'll be on there tonight having fun, tweeting out some reactions. Twitter and Instagram for me is at Drew Butler, and your boy Aaron Murray is at Aaron Murray 11. Thanks for tuning in. Quarantine Chronicles roll on. This has been the Punt and Pass Pandemic Podcast. We'll talk to you next time. See you.